Welcome to another episode of the Golden Hose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. Um, this podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is January 21st, 2020. And once again, I'm going to brag and say that my 49ers are in the Super Bowl for the seventh time. Five and one is our record. And hopefully we'll make it six and one. Um, I got a couple of different segments for t- for today's episode. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, first, I want to start with Mike Norvell. Will he get enough time to rebuild Florida State? And this is what I wrote about that. Will Mike Norvell get enough time to rebuild Florida State? I think he will get enough time, but he will he will need to win during that time period. This is a rebuild. The sooner he realizes that, the sooner we get going towards an ACC championship and maybe a college football playoff championship. Um, I feel like Taggart wanted out. He purposely sabotaged last season so he could get fired and collect his uh, buyout money. I hope Norvell puts the best guys out there. All the pundits say he's assembled a great staff, quotation marks. Um, I hope they get the most out of these players. This will determine how long he stays at Florida State. Game day management will play a big role in Norvell's tenure at Florida State. Better decisions will hopefully generate wins. Norvell needs to get the boosters to get on board as soon as possible so they will invest and we can get more talented players and build all the necessary things Florida State needs to win championships. So... You know, I think since the beginning of this podcast, I've been harping on facilities and, you know, strength and conditioning, film room, you know, and once again, I'm going to harp on that. But, you know, Mike Norvell is the leader of this uh, program right now. So, you know, the buck stops with him. So it's just, you know, everything begins and ends with him, man. So, you know, I just hope that he can come in and set the tone and do what needs to be done. Um, I like some of the uh, guys that he's brought in as far as players. Um, I like the Juco. Um, You know, my opinion on Juco is you never know what this player is going to be when he gets to a power five level. I mean, the guy's 5'8", 190. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have with that size. I mean, obviously, he can't be an every down back. So, we'll just see, man. Um, Let me know what you think about that segment. Um, next is going to be my Super Bowl preview. And um, here's what I wrote about that. San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers need to run, run, and run some more and play smash mouth defense. Keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines and win the game. From the Kansas City side, 
I mean, basically everything comes down to Patrick Mahomes. They don't have a great running game. Um, so pretty much he has the green light to do whatever he wants offensively. Uh, Kansas City defense obviously needs to stop the run and make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. Um, my prediction is I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be 38-35, 49ers. Um, I think this is going to be one of the better Super Bowls that we've seen in a while. Um, it's not going to be like last year's game, a low-scoring game. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback here, but I feel like we have the better uh, defense. I feel like we have the better running game. I feel like we have the uh, better special team. So, um, but with all that being said, when you got a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can put up 41 points and a half, I mean, to me, you rush, you got a great defensive line. You rush for you drop seven, and you just play zone. I wouldn't play – you're not going to be able to play man-to-man -man against those two receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill, and I forget the other guy's name. They both run 4-2-40. So, you know, my advice, uh, Jimmy Ward, Jaqueski Tart, keep them deep, and, you know, zone underneath. Cover two, cover four. Mostly, I would say cover four. You got speedy linebackers. Let them cover, cover underneath, and we'll just see what happens, man. I mean, that's pretty much it. So, um, let me know what you think about that Super Bowl preview, and I will be talking about the Super Bowl pretty much every other episode. I'm not going to bombard you guys with, you know, Super Bowl stuff. This, this is the Gold Nose Podcast. Um my next segment let me know what you think about that segment and going on to my next segment Jalen Ramsey Jalen Ramsey versus Grant Dalpit all right who is the more uh versatile uh defensive back all right Dalpit is the more physical player Ramsey is the better cover guy they both played the hybrid role in college Dalpit will be a safety in the NFL and a good one, I think. They both have unique athleticism, but I have to give the edge to Ramsey, Ramsey slightly because being a shutdown corner to me is better than being a hard-hitting safety. Um, I don't see Dalpit being able to uh, play one-on-one -on -one with Julio Jones, whereas Ramsey can. Ramsey can also cover tight ends if he has to. Dalpit will be more like Earl Thomas. So I have to, again, give the edge to Ramsey. He brings more things to the table than Dalpit. But like I said before, Dalpit will be a great player in the NFL. So the winner of this comparison is going to be Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, Grant Dalpit caused that fumble in the championship game on uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's going to be like a strong safety, I think. And he's going to be, like, one of the faster, strong safeties to ever play. Um, but he's not a great cover guy. He's a great tackler. Um, he can play in space, but he can play tight ends, too. But I don't think he can come down and cover receivers. Um, the uh, That that reverse to T. Higgins, 
you know, he couldn't run T. Higgins down. So I really don't see him being able to play one-on-one against NFL receivers. Um, but box safety, zone safety, I think he'll be great in that role. And we'll just see what happens, man. So, again, the winner is Jalen Ramsey. Let me know what you think about that segment. And I'm going to move on to the next segment. Um, the baseball stealing sign scandals happened about, what, two weeks ago when it broke. Um, is watching film of your opponent in football the same thing? And this is what I wrote about that. Stealing signs in baseball versus watching film in football. Is it the same thing? I feel like it's the same thing to a degree, but the Astros took it to another level. They had a very intricate cheating system. I think if you watch enough film on your opponent, you can gain an advantage. That the uh, That's the whole purpose of watching film. What the Patriots were doing, taping practices, taping signals, um... You know, on the sidelines and all of that. I didn't think that was like really. um, I thought that was really above and beyond. Um, So this stuff has been happening in baseball forever. So it is what it is. Watching film in the NFL or college always helps the opponent. I'm not sure which one to pick here. Um, you know, I, I'll go with with uh, stealing signs is the more egregious thing <laughs> with the baseball. Um, but, you know, in football, I think they exchange the film. I'm not sure how that works. I don't know if the NFL gives it to them or how it works. But um, they exchange film some kind of way in football. But to me, it's basically the same thing. If you're just recording the field and what happens on the field, I don't think that's cheating. But if you start recording like signals and audibles and, you know, you know, in college, they look to the sideline and get the audibles from the coaches. If you start taping stuff like that, I think that's cheating. So let me know what you think about that segment. And moving on to the next one, which is going to be favorite meal for any championship event what is your go-to meal now for the championship game the nfc championship game i had tacos um for the super bowl i usually do like a big spread um so this is what i wrote about that my favorite go-to meal for any championship event um I like wings, tacos, pigs in a blanket, chili, chips, multiple beverages. Um, And it just depends on if my team is in the Super Bowl or in the college football playoff. If my team is in one of those championship games, then I'm going to do a little bit more. If they're not, then it's just going to be like a basic spread. Um... Like, I usually do something big for, like, the season opener for Florida State. The last couple years I've done that. Um, NBA Finals, eh, it depends. If My team in the NBA is Miami Heat. So, you know, I really, 
when LeBron was there, I really I don't like LeBron at all. You know, the basketball player. Um, off the court, I think he's phenomenal. Um, but the basketball player, I don't really like. I didn't like when he was at Miami. Um, so, but if like one of my teams gets in there, I usually try to do something big. Um, San Francisco's in the Super Bowl, so I haven't really came up with a menu yet, but it's coming. Um, you know, I've gone to other like um, events. Well, I wouldn't say events, like just little get-togethers, and people have had like veggie plates, man, for a sporting event, and. You <laughs> As soon as you see the veggie plate, you just ready to turn around and go back out the door. It's like who, who does a veggie plate for the Super Bowl? No real sports fan. Can't be. All right. So, and this is like really imperative to like, you know fans is what are you gonna eat that's a, you know so somebody say they're having a super bowl party it's first thing most people say what it, well, what you making wings tacos chili what um then you gotta tell me how you make it because i can't just eat anybody food now um so let me know what you think about that segment my last segment for this episode is gonna be the new challenge system proposal okay so this is what i wrote about that my new challenge system would allow one challenge per game but you could challenge anything that happens in the game um i think most coaches would go for this system i feel if a coach has the ability to challenge anything they should only get that one challenge if you gave them multiple challenges, this would slow down the game. Now, I think everything should be reviewable. And I think the fact that it's not, it just, it tells you that, hey, these referees are have an agenda. Um, I think you should be able to re- review pass interference, catches, holding, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct. Um all of that helmet to helmet everything is on the table um if you win the challenge you don't lose anything if you lose the challenge you lose your time out just like it is now so let me know what you think about that segment um thank you for listening to this episode it's available on youtube uh apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify Podcasts. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please go scroll down to the description and click on one of the links and rate, review and subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, go Nose.